I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Recorded our episodes live in Altspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have a special edition, Saturday morning edition. And with us is Swiss CryptoCat. He is a Bitcoin crypto enthusiast, the group called LBR, and is the world builder behind the Bitcoin Cyber City, where he has NFT Easter eggs and secret runes with sats to win. After the interview, stick around and we'll teleport over to the world for Swiss CryptoCat's weekly crypto meetup. Super excited uh, to have this event. Super excited to have Swiss here. Everyone, please give a, a warm emoji. Welcome. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Hello, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, good to see everyone here. We got Greg here and Daryl and uh, Wildography Hero, of course, Alfredo, designer Tracy. Nice to see everyone. Please use the raise hand option if you have any thoughts or questions for Swiss. So Swiss, um, you know, it's been a, a long time uh, in the making this episode. I, if I look at us right now, I've, I've known you for 18 months. We've been friends for 18 months. And the yeah. way that I, I got to, to know you is I was just getting started in all space. Like literally I was in here for a week or something uh, and I saw this Bitcoin cyber city. I'm a huge you know, uh, uh, you know, crypto and Bitcoin uh, enthusiast myself. So I went over to your world and I was like blown away. It was this incredible city, cyberpunk <laughs> city. And I went up to you and I asked, you know, how, uh, how did you, how did you do this? And you said, oh, this is all from the alt space kits. And my mind was blown. And I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that I have the ability within alt space to do this world. And you're basically like, yeah. So literally I teleported from that world uh, and started building this world you see here, which is built off of Great. the cyberpunk kit. So thank you for uh, inspiring our <laughs> world here that we've been using for quite some time. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all. A, it's a kit called Sci-Fi. Uh, this one, uh, I think it's from Sinti Studios, and uh, it's been on Al Space uh, when I started also uh, browsing the the kits you can you could already use. And um, and when I was browsing kits on internet, I found out uh, it was this one. I recognized it. So uh, that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's, you know, it's, of course, doesn't exist anymore in Altspace. So now you have to have Unity to be able to import it. And I know when we go to your world later on, you have done some Unity yeah. upgrades and things like that. So it's really impressive. And can't wait for everyone to to see it uh, a little bit later on. Um, so maybe I could we could start by saying, you know, uh, why we are doing a special Saturday Saturday morning edition. So where are you right now? What do you mean? Sorry, I didn't understand. Oh, uh, where in the world are you? Why are we doing a Saturday morning edition? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm in Switzerland. It's a Saturday night for me. Yeah. 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 So it's crazy time zone difference. I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, you're in uh, what city in Switzerland or is that uh, top secret? No, it's not secret. I'm near Geneva in the French part uh, between Geneva and Lausanne, actually. Very cool. Yeah. So I've, I've been to Switzerland twice. I've been to Geneva, uh, Zurich. I was at a film festival with a film that I made called uh, the Wintertour Film Festival, believe it or not, which uh, is uh, is sort of a very cold place up in the mountains. Very beautiful. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I got to get back. Such a gorgeous uh, country and such a such a great country. And you're from Switzerland or you sounds like you're French Swiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've traveled a lot. Actually, I've spent most of my life uh, traveling. So, so yeah, I've been uh, traveling a lot in Europe, in Asia, been to Australia for a while. So, and now back to Switzerland. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. And, you know, it's fun having a Saturday morning edition. We got some new faces who maybe aren't usually here for our evening <laughs> uh, episodes, like uh, uh, the light at the, the world.org gordon and steve and uh, sonic nova a whole bunch of people uh guys if you have any questions or thoughts uh please use the raise hand option and we will call on you but first let's just dive in a little bit into uh swiss cat here and discover a little bit about your origin story so uh how did you get into um not only uh crypto but also vr um, I start, I got into crypto earlier than VR. Um, that was around uh, 2017, and um, and I, I just dived in actually because uh, yeah, uh, I started. Well, let's start from the very start. <laughs> I started uh, um, a company uh, ten years ago, around around ten years ago. Um, it's an events company in the real world. It's got nothing to do with crypto or anything. Uh, but just I think like anyone else that started his own business, after a few years, um, I had a bit of tire. I got a little tired doing the same things. And um, when I discovered crypto, it was like a rabbit hole. You know, it's so interesting. You just dive in, you know, and, uh, and that's how I got hooked, I guess. Yeah, so we're both class of 2017. So I got into crypto as well, 2017. So that's interesting. And uh, just curious yeah. before we, we go on, what was your uh, process? Because usually people back then started into Bitcoin and they got into altcoins. I'm just curious, what was your path into the crypto world? Mm, I was interested in, uh, since a while into Bitcoin because of the monetary, the sound money, uh, you know, kind of thing. And I've always been into uh, geopolitics and money, and I love these uh, these concepts. So um, that was what attracted me. It's not like today's when people just come in to make money. You know, like back back then, I didn't know we, you know I'd, I'd make money. <laughs> so uh, right. so um, yeah, it was about uh, more about the narrative, let's say, and um, and then. Uh, I started to uh, well, I I really dived in quite uh, quite hard. So I I started you know uh, consuming a lot of information all day, and um, doing what we call um, fundamental analysis on on coins, and um, it led me to uh, to understanding a bit better how how things work because people uh, don't realize you know uh, why why there are Bitcoin maximalists for example, uh, why they are same coins doing the same thing and uh people don't really get these things so um so yeah i i I'm, and i'm still uh eating a lot of crypto every day mm -hmm. right absolutely so yeah interesting and so would you just curious would you call yourself a bitcoin maximalist your name is swiss crypto cat not swiss bitcoin cat yeah. so i'm assuming you're not a maximalist how do you feel about uh, um, coins? I think no, I, I'm I'm a maximalist in the sense that like I think people should separate, um, uh, you know, what money is, uh, what speculation is, and what a protocol and you know uh, development is. You know, so um, I'm a maximalist in the sense that Bitcoin is so different from any other cryptocurrency. Um, it's the only protocol that is actually uh, really decentralized, uh, distributed. Um, and censorable, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a really, really strong net network. Like it's the strongest network in the world. And, um, 
So I think that's why I'm a maximalist. Um, and um, But I'm not toxic in the sense like Bitcoin's value is also to be very heavy and very um, still. I mean, it, it takes, you don't improve Bitcoin all the time because uh, you don't risk anything with Bitcoin. You know, it's this, if everyone has to agree so things uh, can advance. So, um, so that's what I'm, I'm not a toxic in this. I like the way, uh, the fact that there is experiments with all the cryptocurrencies and all the other protocols. Um, but at the same time, I'm aware that it's, you know, people, uh, it's, it's, it's very fragile, you know, like there's hacks every day. You hear a DeFi hack, like there's 120 million hacks today on Badger, for DAO, for example, mm. on, um, on DeFi protocol based on Ethereum and, and people mix it all. You know, I just read an article today that was saying uh, uh, cryptocurrencies are not safe because of that hack. But the thing is like, no one's never going to hack Bitcoin. Like it's, you know, if people, someone could, he would do it, but no one can. And um, so people mix these topics. They don't understand uh, you can do this with Bitcoin. It would never happen right. on Bitcoin. Right. You can hack an exchange. You can hack a uh, bridge between different protocols. Uh, and sometimes you can have protocols. You can hack DeFi protocols and hack Bitcoin. It's never been done in its 11-year, 12-year history. Bitcoin really is yeah. in, a, in a class on, onto, its, uh, onto its own, right? So we were both around for the, the block wars uh, when there was all of these uh, people who were in different opinions as to how big the block size should be on Bitcoin. Some splintered off mm -hmm. to form Bitcoin Cash, which thought there should be larger blocks, and some uh, there's you know Bitcoin SV, and 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 that in 2017 was a really kind of interesting time because it was almost a civil war in within the Bitcoin protocol. How should we go about this? And in the end, uh, Bitcoin won. It came out of the ashes. It rose. It was even. It's even more anti-fragile and powerful than it was before uh, those wars. And every time something comes and attacks it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's sort mm -hmm. of, I consider it in a class all to its own as well. And, but there is that, that, that second category of the altcoins, which you can break down into you know, layer one protocols. So the smart contract protocols, things like that. Uh, and those seem to be going through their wars right now, right? So Ethereum is the first one to create the smart contract idea, but it has many competitors, Avalanche, Luna, uh, near, um, you know, Solana, um, a whole bunch of different ones. So they, they seem to be going through that struggle right now. Whereas Bitcoin, uh, the other thing that before I let you finish with your story, the other thing I love no. about Bitcoin, it kind of had that immaculate conception. It was born at a time when no one was thinking about crypto. It was born from Satoshi Nakamoto, who remained pseudonymous and never, never reappeared. And so it was put onto the world and was able to proliferate and become decentralized before anyone could tamper with it. And now everyone's trying to replicate uh, its power and the power of that network and the power of that decentralization, but they can't do it uh, because it's sort of, there's, there's VCs involved now, and now they're more of a tech company mm -hmm. kind of idea as opposed to the immaculate conception of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin really is in a class all its own. So I, I, I like your stance, Bitcoin maximalist, but not toxic maximalist. That sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, because I think it needs to remain inclusive. So people, you know, uh, come in either, you know, either way they get in, they, once they're in there, they'll end up asking themselves these questions. Uh, you know, what's strong, what's solid, what's, you know, durable. And um, so I believe we should just let them in, you know, and, uh, and I believe people uh, learn, you know, with time.
you should just we shouldn't shame them you know for saying oh you use ethereum and you were therefore you're a dumb one you know like this doesn't make sense to me it's better to just let everyone come in like i use also altcoins um i started trading also very early when i when i learned about crypto and um so i use other chains um so yeah yeah not toxic at all yeah Great. So again, one other question just before we go on, because I'm curious how you got into VR. But um, so you see, you say you're you're trading with gold coins. I'm curious, you know, do you trade on a a daily, a weekly, a monthly, or an annually uh, a timeline? So in other words, are you sort of a day trader, or do you do more swing trading, which is more the big uh, momentum trading in the market? Um, both to be, I mean, yeah, both all time frames. Like sometimes I take breaks also, so I don't trade at all. Um, so yeah, and also I could not re, uh, give a, a clear answer because with time your uh, your trading style changes. You know, like um, now I do scalps on leverage, for example. I would never have done that a few years ago. Oh, I still wow. don't recommend people to do uh, stuff like uh, leverage and stuff like that but nowadays uh yeah sometimes i find some interesting to do uh intraday setups for example and you know just right. do a little leverage scalp and uh yeah right. it's technique yeah <laughs> you just need to monitor yeah. it you know yeah yeah i i'm i'm always afraid to whenever i recommend to someone to get into the crypto space i'm always like look this is a long-term investment i did never recommend short-term yeah. trading because in the short term yeah. it's so difficult it's so volatile it's so unpredictable I've heard stats that as many as 95% of day traders in crypto lose money. And so if you can be that really expert 5%, great. I would never recommend it to people. I always say, look, if you're going to invest in a Bitcoin or something like that, it's a five to 10 year bet. I wouldn't, I would just buy it and put it away. Just forget about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, don't try to play the market. It's too difficult. That That's the second part as well. Like I want to give a disclaimer straight away. Like I, I never do any financial advice, uh, financial advice for one main reason is I believe everyone's situation is different. Like, you know, uh, we don't have the same uh, risk ability uh, financially. We don't have the same risk, uh, you know, ease or ability, uh, ability psychologically, you know. Um, yeah, we, we uh, like everyone's got a different situation. So I don't, I don't give advice on this. And, um, and yeah, trading is not, is bad. And also, um, I've seen over the years how uh, like nowadays uh, crypto is very related to stocks. So um, right. uh, it's, it's like trading stocks on, on leverage, you know, and it's just a little more volatile, that, but it's very, uh, um, some days it's really, uh, you know, extremely correlated. So um, people that get in crypto now, um, I'm afraid are not getting the, the boom we had back then, you know, when things were more simple. Um, you know, we had these, uh, these uh, we called it rotation into altcoins. We had uh, always the same cycle, like Bitcoin would pump and then Ethereum and then the altcoins and then the smaller altcoins and, and yeah. so on. And like nowadays things are really different. Like, uh, you know, there's finance, there's a lot of money, uh, trading robots, um, you know, like trading is is a very very hard game, and it's and it's not even it's even worse than what people think say, when they think it's a zero sum game. It's even worse mm -hmm. than that because you know um, before a coin gets on the market, there's VCs, there are pre sales, there are you know so. Mm -hmm. yeah, crypto is a very hard game. I wouldn't recommend anyone to uh, you know uh, uh, start trading and imagine he's gonna make money easily. Right.
that's what people, you know, people see the crypto numbers and they think, oh, it's a get rich quick scheme. Or they think that it's just, you know, and once you get into crypto, you realize, uh, no, it's is not a get rich quick scheme. And let you could get lucky hitting finding like Shiba coin it was 0 0.001 cent or something like that, making a complete uh, uh, degen gamble on it and doing very well. But for the most part, you just have to have patience. The market kind of goes sideways and really is boring for quite some time. It will shoot up really quickly, but then it shoots down really quickly as well. And so, you know, it's it, it's definitely not what people assume that it is, which is this get rich quick thing. Um, I think I think that partly because of these billionaires are made overnight, like FTX, uh, you know, that platform, the creator there, he, you know, is like it, it, within three years as a billionaire because he created this incredible platform and things like that. So there are cases like that and those get the headlines. And I think it's sort of a misnomer for people to think they can do that as well. Uh, but yeah, so to, to your point, I, I agree. I, for me, I don't even dare do the leverage stuff. You know, I, I, uh, I'm more of a... <laughs> it's better. Yeah. yeah. I'm more of a momentum swing trade. So I'll make a couple trades a yep. year. Uh, I'll make my bet and then I'll let that bet ride out for, uh, for quite some time. So um, well, that's, that's how I sort of uh, approach the market. So it's, it's good to hear a different approach, but I love your courage if you're doing, uh, <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but at the same time I do it. So I don't want to crush everyone's hopes and say like, you know, uh, don't, don't do what I do. That's not the point. Like I'm not better than anyone, anyone else. Like, uh, but you know, like when you learn, you get burnt and, uh, that's, I just think there's no other way, you know, and everyone I know has been through this as well. So, uh, yeah, like we say, you can risk, um, you can play with money. You're, you're, uh, easy losing, you know, I mean, you, you won't feel bad if you lose and uh, you, you can, then you can take some risks, but it's all about risk um reward balance you know and how to handle this when it's true they always say that there's a trial by fire in crypto where everyone makes all the mistakes early and you hope you don't lose too much money when you make them so that you can then to to fight yeah. again but i feel like i've made every mistake you can make i'm sure you could say the same thing when you were starting out and you look back and you have some regrets for what you might have done it's all a part of oh, the yeah, learning yeah. process yeah absolutely well, so yeah, yeah so the yeah, regrets I, like uh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, it's it's like you said before when you said uh, sometimes there's a coin and and it ex and it explodes and and uh, you, and even when this happens, yeah, yes, there are often you sell too early. You know, you can never sell the perfect the right. perfect point. So uh, uh, there's regrets like this in crypto happen uh, very very often. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you sell too late and you, you watch, you think, oh my God, Elon Musk is on Saturday Night Live and he's going to pump Dogecoin. Oh my God, I've got to hold on to it. But of course, it's a, it's a buy, the, buy the rumor, sell the news event. And as soon as uh, that happens, it dumps and then you didn't sell in time because you were holding, you know, so there's, it's, it's just very volatile, very uh, crazy. But uh, if anyone else has any thoughts or questions, please do use the raise hand option. We'd love to call on you. Cryptovise, you may have some opinions here or Claire or Brian L or anybody. Um, but let's 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 finish off the um let's finish off the origin story here. How did you get into uh VR? Um I got into VR in 2020, I think, and uh I just bought the quest when it came out. I was just really very interested in how it would uh, it would be. And uh got the quest, started playing uh ping pong first and <laughs> and I thought it was crazy. Uh and I played a lot for a few months and at the same time I discovered Allspace. So uh, this is when I uh uh we we must have met, I think. Yeah, or right. Just a I, later. I got, yeah. Yeah, I got my headset in April twenty twenty, end of April twenty twenty. 
And it looks like, I don't know who could do math very quickly, but it says we've been friends for 18 months. So that must have been right around that, I guess, around that period. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So then, and then you, so you discovered Altspace and then you kind of came in and you, did you immediately start building your world or uh, how did that work out? No, um, it's it's still related to uh, real life. Uh, uh, I was already uh, doing um, well when I discovered crypto in 2017. I started doing meetups uh, in real life, and um, so we've done that monthly. And um, and in March 2020, we had the first lockdown with the Corona situation. Um, and that's when I thought, uh, you know, m maybe it's time to. Uh, to do something in VR or to try and do a, a meetup in VR so we can still keep on catching with each other's and so that that's how it happened and also because um like i told you i was an event organizer uh also for us the lockdowns were very violent you know like uh you just have the, the government that tells you stop you, you stop working you just wait you know and it's it's worrying for anyone you know i'm a dad and stuff so so it was a hard time for me and also i think uh, again it was a good thing to have that passion on the side because uh you know i just thought okay i'm gonna take care of something i like to do and wait if i got some time maybe why not working on uh, in a vr world and vr meetups so oh, that's how it happened yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, we have a similar story. So I, I was supposed to go on a, a vacation for my birthday in April. We couldn't because we were locked down. And so instead I got a headset and, and here we are. So similar, similar story. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. So uh, I wanted to talk, I, you know, uh, we, we sort of covered alts, altcoins a little bit. Are there any you are very interested in that you are uh, a holder of for the long term, or are you seeing all of the uh, altcoins as a way to get more Bitcoin? Um, I still see the altcoins. I mean, not not even that. No, I don't know. I'm just interested in what what's happening. Uh, I also love uh, creating stuff and VR and minting, tokenizing stuff. So so I'm using uh, Ethereum, Polygon, and. Uh, uh, even wax or some some blockchains like this for the um, nft mints and um i'm just staying curious on on every anything that's happening um i still have that soft spot for bitcoin also because yeah crypto was about peer-to-peer -peer and exchanging things without third parties and uh all these altcoins are uh, a lot of them are about you know creating new third parties you know so uh right. Yeah, yeah. So I use those things, but yeah, I, I'm also trying to push about, you know, um, uh, yeah, freedom and peer-to-peer -peer and this kind of uh, values. Right, right, right. And so when you're doing the minting, it says you're, you're doing Ethereum, how do you uh, get around the fees or do you just sort of eat the fees or is there, or do you go to these side chains like Polygon and, and things like that? How, how have you been struggling with Ethereum's massive fees in the last year? Oh yeah, it's been hard. Uh, it depends. Uh, so when, when I mean something um, to give away, for example, I'm going to use a blockchain that's got no fees. Um, for example, I've done uh, something today for the event when we all go uh, later in the Bitcoin Cyber City. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know there, but we, we, we will be able to, uh, to mint NFTs. Um, so, uh, wow. Yeah, when when you want to do like a large amount, you, let's say you want to offer a hundred people NFTs, you're gonna find a way that's cheap, so you don't pay fees and and stuff. Um, but if you want to mint, uh, you know, a unique piece, um, I guess sometimes it makes sense on Ethereum. You know, it's like um, 
it's like choosing choosing a canvas when you want to draw something. You know? it's, it's a bit expensive yeah. now, but at the same time, you know, it's it's um, it's it's a big chain now. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Personally, for me, I I we so we minted our uh, simulation nation NFTs on OpenSea for on the Ethereum blockchain, but it was so insanely yeah. expensive. I wanted to give I wanted to sort of give these away free in advance, and I was like, my God, like the fees of the gas is not is not even allowing me to do that. So I have since become much more interested in the Solana chain. I've done a lot of uh, uh, stuff yeah. on Solana. I haven't minted on Solana, but I do. I'm more a part of that ecosystem almost than I am the Ethereum one until they can solve their issues which they may be yeah. able to solve when they go to proof of stake. They're doing that, they say, in the next year or two, and that will uh, drastically decrease the fees. But until then, there's a big yeah. uh, opportunity for other layer ones to sort of capture some of their market cap uh, if they can do something quicker, cheaper, and more easily. So, Yeah, yeah. So hopefully some platform like OpenSea, yeah, they, they let you mint. You can mint some Polygon from OpenSea as well. So you right. can mint without, without fees. Um, and yeah, there's more and more solutions and new chains that uh, that help you that let you mint with uh, without fees. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, okay, cool. So you know, we talked. You talked a little bit uh, about NFTs. We're talking about here, which sort of leads to the idea of the bigger overall umbrella of Web three. Have you had much yeah. thoughts about that? So my so my sort of take of what is Web one, Web two, Web three. Web one was sort of the 1990 to 2000 era, which is sort of just like read only. In other words, like you could go to a website, you could read things and you can sort of, again, then we headed into web two, which is like a 2000 to 2010, which is read and write. That means now you can be part of a social network. You can create the content that then can be used to other people. You're, you can read other people's content or you can watch other people's content. Plus you can now create your own. So web three is sort of, in my mind, it is read, write, own. So they say that the original sin of the internet as it is, uh, this is a quote from Mark Andreessen who created Netscape. He said the, the original sin of the internet was that we didn't integrate Netscape with a payment rail. So therefore content had to be free. And so therefore, if the creators of the content are us, the regular users, that uh, we are giving away our content for free, that means all of the profits goes to those platforms and those social networks, like the Facebooks, the Amazons, the Googles, they get all the profits. We basically get whatever scraps they decide to give us. And so the difference now with Web3 is kind of this revolution uh, where we can reinvigorate the creator economy to sort of uh, allow the users to be co-owners of what they are creating. So now, you know, a, a decentralized platform, a decentralized, let's say, Facebook, means that if that network grows, every user in that network will also increase the value of that network and their own net worth because they are co-owners in that as they are co-creators. Um, is there anything yeah. you'd add to that, or how do you agree with? How do you feel about that? Uh, Sort of no, no. I think I think it's very well explained, and uh, I think uh, again, if if you really think about it, it's again a matter of trust. You know, it's not even about metaverse or real world. Like every everything in the society will become, um, you will be able to found uh, uh, make uh, DAOs. You know, decentralized uh, was, organizations yeah. um, because yeah, you you eliminate good. you uh, the um, the trust issue. You know, between people, so uh, so they can associate to to make things or build things. So um, it's going to happen for real-world businesses and also uh, in the web, I guess. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. DAOs is a whole topic unto itself, which is very fascinating. So there was a, a DAO that got formed, uh, and that, like you said, decentralized autonomous organizations. So a bunch of people can come together like hornets on the internet, can pool uh, their own capital, and then when you have, yeah. you know, when you have ten people in a DAO, it doesn't mean anything. But when you have a million people who all give a dollar or two dollars or ten dollars, suddenly you've got ten million dollars, and so. So they've, they're the most interesting one recently was there was a constitution DAO where people came together. They were going to buy the constitution of the United States. They failed at the auction because I believe uh, Justin Sun, the creator of Tron, ended up winning that, which is another whole crazy story. But there's a DAO right now that's being formed that wants to own an NBA team. That is like mind blowing that in the future, us, the, the people, just regular people, can pool our, our powers and our money into a DAO together and buy. Yeah a NBA team. And then when that AB, NBA team does well, or it has profits, we will share those profits. Like it's, it's a completely mind blowing revolution that's happening. Um, have you, I don't know, have you thought about doing a DAO for, for your Citadel VR or is that, uh, uh not yeah, I, I love to think about all these things, but I've got, um, I've got a cynical side and I think that's what's the difference also uh, between me and, and regular influencers, you know, that's always going to sell you the, the, you know, the, uh, the pretty story and uh, you know that everything's perfect like i know a bit what's gone what happens behind the curtains in crypto and um it's also very overrated you know in a way uh all these uh daos and all these new you know uh, uh tokeniz tokenization of everything because uh, there's always a founder or a founding team and there's ways to uh, um well, keep you know keep a control and not really decentralize that much. So uh, that's why also. So that's why it always. I'm, I'm. I always bring you back to the theory. I'm sorry, but we come back to trust again. And um and and yeah, it's always the trust issue. That's why Bitcoin maximalists are really sure about their thing. Because if things were built in Bitcoin, um, the trust will be uh, much stronger. You know, and um, but yeah, there's. I think things are gray. You know, I, I don't want. I, I don't like to. Um, Tell people only the only the pretty side of things, you know. I like to be honest, and uh, at the same time, it's a technology that um, help us to create exciting new things. And and at the same time, it's very hyped, and there's a lot of things that are technically exaggerated or or just on a marketing point of view or both. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a it's a good idea not to get too pie in the sky and too optimistic because there's going to be a lot of fraud. There's going to be a lot of rug pulls. There's going to be a lot of uh, heartache along the way. We're in the pioneering stage. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong at this stage. So definitely be careful uh, and and be uh, and and trust but verify. I think is the is the Bitcoin term. Um, let's take a, a few yeah. questions here. We have one from Ollie. Uh, Ollie, did you have a thought or a question for uh, Crypto Swiss Cat here? Oh, sorry. No, uh, no, sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. No problem. Um, how about our moderator, Futurosity? Uh, what's up, Futurosity? I think you're on. We can hear, you we can hear something happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Ah, there we go. Well, I have a quick question. As far as um, the creator economy goes with, um, let's say, Meta, um, you know, the company's trying to build a metaverse based on, you know, the consumers are building the content. 
But um, how do you think that would work? Because at the moment, it seems like these companies want to use like a grant program of sorts to fund creators versus having direct payments. Um, so what would you think of that? Oh, great question. Um, yeah, well, it's the it's the business model of all platforms, and um, it's to have you know creators doing the content part, and uh, you know so. Um, um, this is also why I chose Altspace to build worlds. It's because I'm not a big fan of crypto projects that sell digital land, you know, um, because of those reasons. Like I think platforms, you know, are gonna make money out of advertising at least, and and um, and they keep the control because they have they host servers and stuff, so they have enough power. Um, and uh, yeah for social networks or any virtual world uh, app uh, i get i think it's the users that make it cool you know we we are the ones that give value to it yeah so yeah if i could uh, if i could address that as well also i would say that um you know, facebook and meta horizons is a perfect example of a web2 company trying to almost pretend to be a web3 company I don't think that Meta is setting up Facebook Horizon or whatever they call it now, Horizon, to be a Web3 uh, platform. I think they're a Web2 platform in disguise so that essentially the money will keep flowing back to them. I don't, I don't think they have any plans to be crypto integrated. They, had, uh, they tried with Libra, that failed. Then they tried once again recently. That is now uh, put, it's now dead. And so they have no plans to have their own uh, cryptocurrency and they have no plans to be integrated with the blockchain. Uh, so I would actually, uh, yeah, I think they're a, a, wolf, a wolf in sheep's clothing, actually. And I think if you wanted to get more to the creator economy, you have to go to a blockchain-centric um, sort of metaverse, which would be Somnium space or uh, maybe Decentraland. Or, uh, and those are really the two that exist right now. Do you know of any others? I mean, there's Sandbox, Sandbox but they're, there's... Yeah, there's, there's quite a few now. Yeah, yeah. Somnium space. Um... And, uh, yeah, crypto voxel is one of the oldest ones, also uh, pixelated though, uh, pixel world, but um, it's a very uh, known one. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure about Facebook. Also, I don't know if Horizon's gonna be uh, uh, what it's really gonna uh, be like. But um, uh, yeah, I think the the platforms. If we don't build bridges between these uh, platforms, uh, then one's gonna you know, take uh, take over the other ones for sure, naturally. Um, okay, let's take one more from Brian here before we move on. Uh, what's happening, Brian? Hey, um, so uh, I, I hope this is the right venue to ask this question and the right audience and stuff. If not, uh, feel free to dismiss it. <laughs> I'm okay, a sure. seasoned tech investor, but I'm a complete newbie in the crypto space. And I've been thinking that a couple of potential good entry points might be for me to look at something like buying into some Coinbase and perhaps finding a good ETF. And if that makes sense, can you name a couple of ETFs that I might consider? Um, it's that's a speculation question, you know. So, um, like, like I told you, I don't, I don't give advice on buying uh, an ETF now or a Bitcoin ETF now. Or there's no, I, I don't think there's a Bitcoin ETF because they're all been rejected. There's one on Ethereum, uh, uh, and usually the big clients they um, 
they would they will buy grayscale uh, stocks or you know they will they will get a stock from a bitcoin company so to uh, indirectly uh, invest in bitcoin but um my opinion is that uh, that's the ex- uh, exact opposite of uh, the advantages of crypto because bitcoin is about having your own money you know being sovereign on it You're like if you have your private keys you have bitcoin um if you buy uh, money from a stock that is a Bitcoin fund, uh, you're so far away from your Bitcoin. No, <laughs> you're just paying people to to hold it for you instead. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you know, Bitcoin think, is about yeah, being your own I bank. I think if you, if you, for example, are using your retirement fund to invest, then you may want to can't have a uh, bare asset like a Bitcoin, and then you might have to go to an ETF or something like that. But then, you know, the top, I think the top companies in the crypto space would be, if you if you don't want to have the bare assets, would be like Coinbase's, the micro strategies, which is essentially a Bitcoin ETF at this point. Uh, then you've got the BlockFi's, uh, got the exchanges, uh, things like, like that, um, uh, that are, are sort of sort of Bitcoin or crypto proxies, but they're still sort of a part of the legacy system. Um, uh, you know, um, I agree that I, I would, I think that the idea of crypto is to actually get the bare asset and to sort of learn how to deal with that, but not financial advice. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 that was that. Well, great, great question. Uh, thank you, Brian. Um, so, uh, okay, so we've got, by the way, so before we move on from the, the overall umbrella of Web3, uh, have you uh, explored DeFi at all? Have you been experimenting with that? Not really. Um, I mean, of course, I see a lot of news about it and stuff, but I'm not a big uh, DeFi user. Um, I, I've trade, you know, DeFi coins the, the old way, <laughs> not using the, the the lending protocols and staking the protocols and stuff. Um, it, yeah, uh, I'll do it very simple for me. I, I think the more, you know, they promise you um, return of invest, investment, you know, an APY, or uh, the more they, they promise, the bigger it is, the uh, the shorter it's going to last. That's that's same in life, you know. So um, just the only advice I would give today is like, if you see something that's DeFi and that brings you, you know, I don't know, 30% uh, Amounts, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Consider it's not going to last long the, with this kind of rates. So, pro- I would say don't lock it. You know, don't lock your coins. Uh, that's also like a systemic risk. So, yeah, that's why I'm not really into those protocols. But I know a lot of people that are using them and making a lot of money on them and stuff. Yeah. So the the the, the benefit, of course, is that there, it's it, DeFi. Of course, stands for decentralized finance. The benefits are that you are getting anywhere from. 10 to 20 to 30 to 100 to 1,000 to 10,000% yield. And the higher uh, you are on the risk curve, the more risky it is, the more yield you're going to get. So if you're going to get 100% yield, you got to wonder, what is the risk here? Risks are you could get rug pulled, meaning that the creators could just take all the money and run and you're left with nothing. Uh, You could get hacked. A lot of big hacks are happening on DeFi uh, protocols because they're less secure. They're in buggy smart contracts that haven't quite been worked out. And so it really is a fringe area where there is money to be made, but there's a lot more risk inherent with it. Um, I've, I've experimented just with a nominal amount just to get familiar with it and just to see how yeah. these uh, protocols work. But I, I too haven't, uh, there's, there's so much opportunity in all the other areas of crypto. Why go to the super risky one that can get hacked or rugged or whatever? 
Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there's the the thing is there's good yields on now on um, stable coins. So a lot of people think like oh, I'm just gonna sit on stable coins and I'll make um, uh, I don't know uh, this uh, this yield. Uh, and usually they they give you big percentages and um, and yeah that that's not gonna last. Like if the market is going is going uh, down or if we have a recession, those rates are not gonna are not gonna stay. And um, and that's why I was saying also it's better not to lock your coins. Like if you're trading the old way, you can always exit and take your loss. Uh, you know if you lost twenty percent, uh, but if you're locked into some protocol and suddenly the the yield you know just goes the reverse and and goes minus, well you, you know it's not a good uh, thing to see. Absolutely, and uh, just curious, uh, you know your thoughts. You were talking about it, when the market goes down and all that. Do you think we're still in a bull market or do you think this is a bear market? And how do you feel about where we are right now in crypto? So right now, uh, Bitcoin just had this pump, but but it was only a yeah. huge pump back up above 40,000. It's been in the doldrum uh, in the 30s and, and 40s, which is down 50% from the highest. How do you feel about where we are in the cycle? It's hard to tell because we are still at pivotal points, you know, and... Um, um there's technically um and, i mean tech, on a technical analysis uh, side we're you know we've been saved that bounce was good it's still a, you know a high low <laughs> we're all right um so uh, so it's not that bad but at the same time it's a big uh, resistance like horizontal weekly resistance so it's it's very uncertain times and uh, like i said before like nowadays especially it's very very co correlated to stocks so um and also uh very uncertain times on this so it's important to see what's uh you know it's the fed is driving markets and at the moment and um yeah they said they would uh, raise uh rates in in march and um we have to watch closely what uh what they say because uh the market reacts to this absolutely uh, let's take a question from Aladdin before we move on. Uh, Aladdin, let me see if I can get you on there. It's been Aladdin. Yeah, hi. Can you hear Hello. me now? Yeah. Uh, I'm Aladdin from Dubai. Uh, you criticized the locking mechanism in DeFi or DAO companies. What other methods you think that will make any uh, DeFi company appealing to investors? without locking and how you suggest can bring like price stability uh, without the locking mechanism? It's an excellent question and um, I don't have a good answer. I, I don't know, you know, like you said, locking it has its advantage. Uh, I mean, the point would be to uh, stabilize things. And, um, and yeah, uh, I have, there's no other solution. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like I feel like with time, we'll develop uh, more secure smart contract. Maybe there'll be some more regulation to be able to actually have somebody audit these smart contracts uh, for bugs before uh, they become billion-dollar protocols and billion-dollar DeFi. So, you know, maybe that will come um, for sure. It's the wild west right now. I think with time, uh, they'll just develop a, a more secure. A less hackable system. I'm. Uh, I don't know. Um, in a technical. Yeah, level, I think my my critic is um, 
is is more about uh, again it's my bitcoin maximalist side so um i think people that use defi uh, i don't think it's bad to do lending i don't think it's bad to do uh, uh to lock your coins uh, as long as you know what you do you know uh, my problem is more about the noobs you know like new new people that are getting in the space and um they yeah they, they don't understand those uh, so those things yet and uh, they will consider uh, investing in crypto, uh, the same risk to buy Bitcoin than to buy, you know, the that new DeFi coin that just came out and just, you know, goes crazy. And uh, for me, it's just um, it's just such a bigger risk because there's less liquidity because the protocol is young and can be easier, easily hacked because the team could have done anything to. Uh, usually the teams, they do tokenomics in a way that it, you know, it starts by going up and a year later it goes down, you know, cause they all, all the team have, uh, start to, uh, unlock their coins and it goes, it does a selling pressure and stuff. So it's, it's more critical about the way crypto is made. And, um, again, I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's not, you know, uh, best pitch to be cynical and, you know, negative all the time. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm happy uh, to to uh, to be in crypto and to be here with you guys. But uh, I like to uh, explain why you know why I'm a Bitcoin maximalist and why uh, all these other coins and other protocols, um, yeah, it's it's promises. Like it's still very very risky. Um, great. Okay, so let's let's burrow down into a part of DeFi, which uh, or sorry, not a part of DeFi, a part of uh, Web three, which is the metaverse. So here we are yeah. in a virtual space where uh, you're in Switzerland, I'm in Los Angeles, people here from all around the world. Um, we're able to experience this and talk and do all of this stuff, which I think is a big part of the metaverse. How do you see uh, crypto integrating to the metaverse? And what do you think is Bitcoin's position with the metaverse? Or is it going to be something like Ethereum that is more the money of the metaverse? Thought about that? Yeah, well, at the moment, it's building more on Ethereum about Metaverse. That's that's uh, clear. And um, I think the the what's going to be important now is everything that's interoperable. Uh, interoperable. I don't know how to say it well in English. You know, you know like that's right. you, you can it. use <laughs> interoperable. <laughs> uh, you just let's say you build an avatar, three uh, D avatar for, uh, and then you tokenize it. Uh, as an NFT, and then this NFT you can use in in uh, different uh, metaverses and different apps. Uh, so we can do the same with worlds, and maybe we can do the same with features, you know, stuff like this, or special abilities or whatever. So uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, and I think we will see a lot of new uh, things like this. Yeah, I think that you're right. So when we, you know, I always, I always feel like a, a little bit of a, it's cheating when we're calling what we are in today a metaverse because it's not interoperable, right? I mean, it's all in these siloed uh, containers. So Microsoft has yeah. its sort of 3D worlds, which we call a metaverse, but it's really not because it's not a true metaverse until we could get our avatar from here. That maybe is our, our avatar is an NFT that we can then interoperate, you know, go from alt space to VR chat, then go to horizon and then go to Decentraland and then go to Somnium space, uh, all following the same NFT or the same, uh, you know, avatar. Um, and so I think it's like, we're still at the beginning. If you remember way back at the beginning of the internet, we had AOL and we had these different portals yeah. that you had to log into. And that really wasn't the internet. It was almost, it was, a, it was, a, it was a closed system. And I think that's where we are now, where we've got all these closed systems but we don't have a true uh, metaverse yet. We've got these little experiments yeah. happening. Um, and so we'll see it, it, 
you know, and I really do hope that we find a way, create a measure that is decentralized so that it's not controlled by corporations yeah, like yeah. Zuckerberg or Zuck Inc. You know, I hope it's <laughs> something that we, we, the users can be co-creators and co-owners in and then build it up yeah, yeah. Uh, naturally like the internet in a way is now. I'm confident. Of- on this because um you know the the simple fact that we're speaking of it like you know it's the paradox we're into uh, oculus or meta you know using these uh, headsets you know to uh, to uh discuss the, the fact that we want to decentralize it and we don't want to depend on on him and his uh hardware so uh, i think uh, the um, the thing is that the, uh there's a hardware behind the internet behind crypto behind anything digital and uh we need to find ways to decentralize this hardware first you know because it's cool and it's shiny to make new decentralized nft uh monkeys or whatever you know but we're going to use them on on centralized uh, platforms and with centralized hardware so um ideally yeah we in a few years let's hope we'll have a huge dao made of a lot of humans that may put their money together to um, in a very, very secure way um, to uh, have the servers and, and build things uh, straight uh, uh, in a decentralized manner. So then we can have an auto, the way like Bitcoin goes autopilot, like we should have, um, you know, a server base that goes the same way. And then we just build on it. Everyone builds on it and that would be the, the best thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, absolutely. Um... Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I could, I completely agree. I hope that, uh, we're able to do that and, uh, we can, you know, I think, you know, the, the interesting thing was that, um, meta, which was Facebook just announced that number one, uh, they have made much more money than they expected on the Oculus in their virtual, uh, category. However, number two, just took a huge 20 to 30% hit on their stock. Uh, that went down. And then on top of that, they announced that they've lost billions of dollars in their Oculus development. So I almost feel like we're getting a glimpse of the future because right now Meta is the only one who's is capable of losing a billion dollars to build these headsets for us. Uh, and it's not, we're not even at the point yet where it's profitable. So it's like, it's like we're yeah. sort of getting a glimpse at the future, but it's going to take some time for the technology to become cheaper uh, to make and more people wanting it for it to be profitable because you know all as much as i hate meta i have to say that uh you have to give them credit for yeah. giving us something at a loss essentially yeah, yes because centralized uh, goes faster so uh i agree it's going to take a long a long time we will just use the the most decentralized solution uh mega corp offers for the moment you know <laughs> or, or we could, that's usable at least but for sure a centralized entity will uh, uh, will allow to use. Okay, awesome. Uh, we have a question uh, from Patis, I think his name is. He has a really cool looking avatar. I love the hair, uh, <laughs> yeah. Patis, and I love the outfit. Hopefully, uh, we could uh, see you on the YouTube uh, stream. Uh, what's your thought, Patis? Um, I'm very interested in the metaverse. And uh, I actually was earlier in last week contact with a realtor from the metaverse, and they they actually said that uh, if I was interested in uh, buying Metaverse land, which I did, so I sent uh, $2,000 worth of uh, Google Play cards to him. And um just wondering, like, um, like, how can I 
he said he will be in contact with me, but um, I'm just kind of wondering, like, uh, how do you think, how can I access my place? When can I move in? I don't even know uh, the, the app. You, I mean, I don't know what the, what team you gave money to. What is it called? Metaverse? Metaverse? Uh, uh, he said he's a realtor for the Metaverse. And uh, I don't know, it says Metaverse up there. So I was thinking maybe this is the place. Uh, so, so what, I know what you're talking about. So, the, so uh, the, the 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 abstract concept of the metaverse was created by Neil Stevenson in 1992 in his book Snow Crash, and it describes a uh, sort of a, a, a virtual world that you can inhabit uh, that follows some of the rules of the real world. So you can you can sort of walk through streets and you can do that kind of stuff. That's the idea of the metaverse. Uh, there are companies today who are trying to appropriate a name for their own use. Facebook just changed their name to Meta because they're trying to capitalize on this new trend and this Web3 idea. And there's also one called Metaverse, which is now selling real estate. So my uh, skepticism of Metaverse is that it's a centralized uh, company again. So they are you are, you are building uh, your virtual real estate in a space that is not owned by you. Um, that's my first concern. It's not like Somnium space where you are literally buying a property that is decentralized on the Somnium space platform. You are metaverse. You are actually just giving the money. It's almost like you're playing a video game uh, by a company and you are paying to have a, a better avatar or a better weapon. But in the end of the day, they still own it. They own everything in their platform. Um, and as far as this real estate agent, um, I don't know. I mean, I would I, I would verify before I spend money to make sure that they're not some con artist uh, trying to trying to steal your money. I, I mm -hmm. hope that it's legit. It's I'm sure it's fine, but uh, I would just be careful for sure. All right, all right. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm I need to contact moving company too. So I'll do that in the future. Thank you very much. Yeah, and on Allspace, you can have your own digital land for free. So, you know, why would you buy somewhere else? I, I, I've seen a few people uh, buying into to Metaverse, and um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, phenomenon. Um, all right. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I was, uh, it was a bit provocative because, I mean, there's reasons to buy in, in some places, uh, you know, about... Uh, they have specifications or specific traffic, and so it's, it could be an, an investment uh, to also buy digital land. But uh, it was just a bit provocative, but to make people uh, yeah, realize that we can also build our own worlds here for free. So if that's if that's your goal, you know, you don't necessarily need to go invest anywhere. Absolutely, and 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 before we go off on that topic, so I have I have thought about uh, purchasing Somnium Space Land and so purchasing Decentraland. Um, for, for for simulation nation, I mean, we would love to have a, a place on the blockchain in the metaverse that we could call our own. My 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 concern is that it's still, I see it as still such a risk because we don't know if, uh, let alone Somnium space will survive and that that will thrive and that's what will become uh, the decentralized metaverse. But we don't even know if Ethereum will survive. So all of it is being built on Ethereum and Ethereum might yeah. be, you know, uh, uh, lose, you know, when it changes over from proof of work to proof of stake, who knows, something could go wrong and it, and it has a huge crash or whatever. And then, you know, so I haven't yet uh, pulled the trigger on that. I'm waiting a little bit to, to see, well, where, where is it really... And it lasts. Uh, and so, 
Um, I agree with you. I haven't invested in any. <laughs> it's it's very hard to say, and uh, I don't think I'm a good advisor because uh, I've bought uh, Decentraland very very early. Um, at the very first auction, actually, the very first land auction. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought Mana back then to participate yep. and. Uh, a quick flip uh i sold a few weeks later go with uh, with a profit um and i remember also uh, seeing the first crypto voxels lens uh then for for chip and i really thought those things would never go you know so far i mean i was very skeptical it would uh, it would grow and uh and now they they've grown a lot so uh mm-hmm. i admit you know i i missed that one so don't want to give any more bad devices to others. <laughs> well, you know, I, I too had some Decentraland back in 2017, not land, but actually mana. But the, but, but yeah. the problem is they were always promising that they were going to be a 2D virtual world. And here we are in 2022 and they still, it's still a 2D experience. You still could only, yeah. you can't go in with your VR headset. So I'm like, guys, like you've been promising something for five years now, time to deliver. And I, so I still, yeah, yeah. I, I got rid of my mana and uh, I, I'm waiting. Also, the prices that they're so high now uh, that I, th- I find it also a little uh, uh, repulsive. It's, it's, it's too much. I mean, for someone that's uh, the experience you're going to get buying a $20,000 uh, lens, you know, like, uh, I'm okay. Like I said before, like they have uh, communities and they, they bring some value, but at the same time, uh, it's a risk and it's an uh, expensive risk. So- um, cool. Well, let's get into some of your projects uh, and what you've been up to. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about Citadel VR. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it started when the lockdown started in March 2020. And um, just made a, I made a weekly up on Altspace, uh, Twitter account, and, uh, and let's go. <laughs> and, then, uh, we, and now we have uh, regular people coming. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a bit bigger now. So... Um, uh, it's, it's a community, so uh, there's a, yeah, I'm in charge of it, but I mean, I've created it, but uh, I've made it all free. There's no membership. There's no nothing to pay anywhere. Um, I don't, I don't even think you can find a donation address. Maybe if you look for it, you can find one, but it's, <laughs> it's not the, so yeah, it's really a community project. I've made it uh, to be able to meet uh, when we were locked down people that were interested like me in VR and Bitcoin and crypto. So uh, I want to gather as many people as, as possible into this idea. And uh, yeah, and now it's got a few worlds. So we have, um, yeah, we want to to go a step further. Like now we have a few VR worlds and we have a community um, that can help each other. So uh, we have artists that do a lot of NFT. Uh, we have Bitcoin miners that do a lot of uh, Bitcoin mining businesses and, and we have uh, world builders. So um, I think we will start to do uh, events about each of those topics. So um, people can come for the Bitcoin mining event or for the... Uh, you know the the crypto art event or so yeah let's do more events yeah that's great uh we will be there and i'm sure everyone here will be there as well here at aladdin and brian l and uh viral marco samuel everyone here go check out cdl vr 
And the home of Citadel VR is Bitcoin Cyber City, which we started talking about at the beginning of uh, the interview. Uh, it was one that helped inspire me, uh, and you've done an incredible job. I love that you have these sort of scavenger hunts for, for uh, actual sats, which are the smallest uh, denomination of Bitcoin, Satoshis. Uh, you've also got some NFTs hidden in there. Um, I love how you've expanded it. Um, can you talk to that a little bit? And how did you? How are you able to do these scavenger hunts with the NFTs and sats? Yeah, uh, well, the sets thing is just you can get sets anytime in the Bitcoin Cyber City. You, you can get in without uh, not owning Bitcoin and get out owning Bitcoin. That was the idea. Uh, and it's one of our regular uh, visitors uh, called Vix, which I thank him, and uh, that made uh, this uh, faucet. It's called the Bitcoin faucets, just like the old way we used to have them uh, back then with Bitcoin when it started. Uh, but now it's sets, so it's very, very small fractions of Bitcoin. And um, if you download a um, uh, Lightning Network Bitcoin wallet uh, or Bitcoin wallet that is Lightning Network compatible, um, you can use a QR code that's in the city. So just visit the Bitcoin Cyber City, uh, flash that QR code with your wallet, and you will uh, get uh, free Satoshis, free uh, Bitcoin sets. So the Lightning Network you... is just a, a second layer to Bitcoin, so there's no fees and it goes much faster. And uh, that's why you need a Lightning Network or LN uh, compatible Bitcoin wallet to to use the faucet. Yeah, and how do you stop someone from just going in and out, in and out, and stealing all your sets? Oh, there's a there's a timeout. I think there's a timeout. Okay. You can only go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. That's very cool. Well, it, it, and curious is the is the tap running today, or when we go in there, are, are people able to? Yeah, get yeah, it's tap? working. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's and just those... uh, so people can get a small amount and get the experience of of using it. Very cool. So yeah, when when we release this episode on YouTube and and everything, we'll have to put your world code in our uh, our show notes, and people can uh, visit from their PC, their Mac, their VR headset and go get some sats in, in Bitcoin Cyberworld. Very cool. Absolutely. Um, At some point in my dry out, I don't know, I don't know exactly what's the uh, what, what's right, right but <laughs> you can go and, and try and dry it out. Just, just so people have an idea, today I believe a sat is worth one millionth of a Bitcoin. Is that right? Yeah. Or maybe a little, something like that. So that it, the idea is that when and if Bitcoin becomes worth $1 million per Bitcoin, and one sat will be worth what is they considered one U.S. dollar, um, and so you know maybe it's uh, these sats that you get from your world will someday be more valuable. Uh, but right now, there it's just um, I, yeah, I it's, it's even bigger than that. Is if, is if Bitcoin proposition uh, works, uh, so far it's wor it worked. But if it uh, if it keeps working, it's gonna, um, there's that low. I think it's Gresham lows, uh, Gresham's low about money, uh, where the the soundest money always wins. You know that means that um, yeah, maybe someday uh, you will. There won't be a, a dollar equivalent because the dollar will have lost so much value uh, that will it will become irrelevant and, um, and the standard, the new standard will be Bitcoin. So yeah, I hope I hope you guys will be able to make great things with uh, the few sets you win in my city. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and of course, the power of it is you're onboarding people. You're showing them it's easy to own SaaS, it's easy to, uh, yeah. to own Bitcoin, and you're uh, set, having people set up their wallets, which is just a great way to onboard and a fun way to do it as well. So uh, you know, really appreciate that. Cool. Um, all right. So before we close out, uh, you know, what do you, 
do you think of the future? It's a big topic. We've touched a lot on it. Where do you see this headed? Where do you see uh, the crypto world headed? And uh, let's start there. Um, it's going to keep on growing for sure. I mean, it's just a new technology that we, it's going to be everywhere. People won't even realize they're, they're using it. So, um, uh, crypto has been, uh, well integrated into, uh, into the new financial system. So, um, for me, uh, it's just that it's now it's open to everyone. So you can, can uh, trade, invest, everyone can, can do it. So, uh, um, I have no worries. It's going to keep on becoming more and more uh, uh, um, popular everywhere. And um, I'm more interested, to be honest now, I'm more interested in what, what all this, the monetary point of view, what Bitcoin is going to do, uh, because Bitcoin is really into, uh, in, the, in the war of the monies uh, with the, all the, it's now a foreign currency like any other currency so it's interesting to see that competition that just started with uh, countries adopting bitcoin and stuff so that's a big part that's interesting interesting to watch um the DeFi and crypto part yeah for me it's getting a little less interesting now that's uh, okay there's new protocols everywhere but at the same time we're, we just start to reproduce all the financial products we had before so uh so that's why i'm more interested also now with the uh, xr uh virtual re reality and uh also, these new technologies that are, are going to change a lot of things. Absolutely, it sounds uh, sounds about right. And of course, we do have uh, some of your own F NFTs. Where can people go to uh, find your NFTs? And if they wanted to, uh, it's almost like a new Patreon model where before you'd have a subscriber to Citadel VR. Now, a way that you can gain revenue would be through selling your uh, your NFTs uh, and having people have a collectible and own a part of Citadel VR in some way. Um, so where could people find those? Oh yeah, uh, those are not linked to to Citadel. It's more uh, I do uh, for for myself, but um, it's on uh, there are NFTs that you can find on OpenSea. Uh, so I've got the same nickname everywhere. It's Swiss Crypto Cats on on Twitter on on OpenSea, and um, yeah, you can find my works or. Some some other works. Uh, sometimes I do collabs with the uh, other artists or or people. So uh, there's a few collabs as well. Yeah, Swiss oh, Crypto okay. <laughs> Swiss Crypto okay. definitely check them out on OpenSea. Uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. We got some. We got a Satoshi. We've got some cats. Uh, by the way, I'm curious. Where did the idea of the, you you love cats? It's part of your logo. It's part of your name. Yeah. Uh, are you just a cat lover in the real world, or is there some other significance to it? Uh, big cat lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a cat. I'm, I think I'm half a cat. <laughs> well, and so uh, I guess where can people get in touch with you if they wanted to join Citadel VR, if they wanted to join your meetups? What's the best way to reach out? Uh, the main way is Twitter. We use it a lot. So uh, yeah, Citadel VR on Twitter for the, the Outspace events. And if you're interested in, in VR and uh, and uh, events we do in the metaverse and uh, Swiss, Swiss Crypto Cat is my personal account uh, on Twitter and uh, like like my speech tonight, a lot of uh, mixed uh, mixed up topics. Uh, I do a financial uh, crypto podcast with a uh, with a Swiss magazine monthly. Um, I tweet a lot of stuff. I shit post a lot sometimes as well. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Sometimes. At memes, so yeah. If you want random stuff, you can you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Great. Oh, cool. all right. Well, um, it's been a real pleasure uh, having you here. We covered a 
out of territory. Thank so thanks for bearing with me and asking you about all these different disparate things. Uh, and and we should say that you 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 uh, although are a French native speaker, uh, you are incredibly eloquent in English as well. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, sorry, you. Thank thanks a lot for inviting me and uh, you. Great host, and uh, yeah, sorry. Sometimes my English uh, makes me take weird ways to get to the point, but uh, thanks for for everything. Absolutely, no, not at all. And uh, everyone, stick around. We're going to portal directly over to Bitcoin Cyber City after this. Uh, so thank you all for teleporting in to this Worldcast Simulation Nation. You're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast, or watching in glorious Technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at The Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, and our Discord server, almost all of which you may uh, see us shitposting together. Sometimes we are commenting on each other's <laughs> posts. Uh, uh, then join us next time for our interview with the incredibly knowledgeable, supremely charming Star Scout author, Arby, uh, sorry, Bobby Carlton. Very excited for that episode. That's on Tuesday. Till then, stay plugged, my friends.